you so oh my god you broke the rule already you know what i'm leaving it in i'm gonna beep to let everybody know you are a potty mouth okay just because it's your birthday doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want sometimes she says words that hurt your heart yes if you had one maybe right because I had hot, it would still be... Oh, sorry. No. Uh, that's Todrick, and I don't have the rights to that song, so... My bad. Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I love Todrick Hall. You know who else I love? Me. I do! <laughs> I knew it. But you know who else I love on top of that? Jason Isaacs. <laughs> I get to go meet him this weekend. Well, yep. You remember that bad word that I said that I'm not allowed to say? That's me. <gasps> no! <laughs> you know what? Just for that, I am not going to pay the extra 20 bucks to have Jason Isaac sign something for you. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah. Fine. I'm keeping that book then. It's my no, book. you're not. It's my book now. Okay. You get no birthday present. Well, you just take that as your birthday gift from me then. No! What were you going to get me for my birthday? Don't worry about it. Your birthday's still coming up crazy. Yeah, I know. But, like, now that that's my birthday present, what would you have gotten me? I'm still not going to tell you. That's because you're still going to get me something else because you're weak. Or I might just give you adult diapers because I'm tired of your shit. I could use some of those. Everybody and welcome to the subject tonight. I'm Megan and I'm Sierra and it's her birthday. Woo! <laughs> um, so I know that I've talked about Sierra a bunch um, on the podcast, and so for her birthday, I thought we would do a very special podcast episode that we've been planning for a hot second since like what May <laughs> uh, before May because it was supposed to be in May. Yeah, I'm a bad best friend. Okay, we've discussed this, but. Sierra and I are both huge Harry Potter nerds, so welcome to our first ever and soon to be multiple Harry Potter cast. We love Harry Potter, it's the bomb. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. All right, sorry. JK, there's never enough. Get it? JK? JK? No way. (laughs) So funny. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, no, we're really really excited. And uh, so I brought all this recording equipment to Newcastle. So we can talk. Yeah, Podunk. You know what? It's not that bad. It really is not. This is probably the greatest equipment in this town right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from these guns. (laughs) No. <laughs> um, okay, so birthday girl, what what do you want to start off with tonight? Do you want to start off with our weird news, or do you want me to start off with it? Uh, well, mine's not going to take very long, so I can do mine first. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So apparently, and this is just like something I found on the Huff Post. All the Huff Posts, right? So apparently, this guy from England appealed to some strangers over Twitter. To send him free birthday drinks. Well, actually, to send his friend free birthday drinks. He was thirsty and thirsty. (laughs) And he was thoroughly disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) So, all of these people sent him drinks, but they were not exactly the drinks he was gun. I think he was gunning for. He ended up with glasses of milk. Lots, oh, that's my favorite alcoholic beverage. Lots and lots of glasses of milk. <laughs> several bottles of non-alcoholic beer. 
Um, they even sent was him... Was it like his 12th birthday? Did no one want him to drink? It was his 20th birthday, but I guess in England, like, age oh, maybe is a the ages different. are different. Okay, yeah. Because he was in a bar when all this was happening. So, they also sent him, like, food. Hey, and, you know, I'm not going to turn down free food at a bar just because of a Twitter post, though. Well, it looks like peas and <laughs> lots of sauces. <laughs> so... I think I would turn God, that down. Best birthday ever. He, That's what I'm going to get you for your birthday. He and I even will go posted out. like this has gone completely off the rails because he's posting all of these things on Twitter. <laughs> but in the next picture, he's so eating were, they, were it. people just <laughs> calling the bar and being like, "Hey, here's my card. Buy this for him." Or were these all people at the bar? I guess there's an app. It says they used a chain app to order glasses of milk and bottles of non-alcoholic oh beer. God. Fruit juices, ice cream, crispy onions, just like all kinds of little things. <laughs> but none of it was alcohol. Just remember, I am a better best friend because I come bearing gifts of books and mascara. Or I would have brought that book if Amazon hadn't let me down. But I ordered you the gift of books, mascara, and future promises of tattoos. And I did not, in future fact, promises. send you peas, milk, and sauces. I probably would have unfriended you because peas are disgusting. I mean, I don't know. If you get some really good mashed potatoes, they're, they're decent. I'm just mix them in, get that little grainy texture in there. Or you could, like, if you... Frozen peas are disgusting. Let me reiterate this. Why would you eat frozen peas? I mean, you cook them, but the ones that come frozen and then you cook them are gross. Canned peas cooked in some butter i can deal with those that's just an odd difference okay you know we're just gonna skip over the peas the weird (laughs) news tonight is that sierra has a weird thing about peas (laughs) um so mine my weird news might be caused by eating frozen peas uh it's the mysterious case of the colorado cereal pooper oh (laughs) okay so last week uh this started trending on facebook so you guys might have already seen this, or I guess two weeks ago by the time this comes out. I don't know. Whenever you guys are listening to it, whatever. Look up Serial Pooper and see if they've solved the case yet. Um, so this, Also on the HuffPost. Uh, actually, no. Wish TV. Well, if you look on the HuffPost, it's there too, but oh, yeah. they refer to her as the Mad Pooper. The Mad Pooper. Oh, yeah. Wish TV calls her... Serial sidewalk pooper. <laughs> so, um, a, co- a family in Colorado says this woman continues to poop on the sidewalk in front of their house during her weekly jogs. Now, I need to reiterate, it is not near her house. It is not a different part of the sidewalk. It is not down the street, around the corner, at the park. It is always in front of this woman's house. <laughs> um, she says it's not like it's private. People can see you. Um I guess that the female jogger strikes about once a week and totally is not even ashamed. I guess that the kids saw her defecating first. They came in screaming, um, saying, Mom, you're not going to believe this. My littlest one was crying. And they said, there's a little, there's a lady outside taking a poop. So I come outside and I say, dear goodness, are you serious? Are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And all I said, all she said was, yeah, sorry. She then came prepared with napkins in her pockets, wiped her ass, left it there, and ran off. Oh, oh came my back gosh. the next week and did it again. <laughs> Maybe she's doing it to get a reaction out of this lady since she already got what one did this reaction. What did do to her, though? And those poor children. 
Maybe she'd cut her off. I don't know. You know or what? Or took her parking spot at Walmart. I would do that. I would poop on somebody's Man, lawn if they took my so parking spot. There are so many people that I would poop on at Walmart. <laughs> I mean, like, poop in front. Of, I wouldn't go poop on them. I in think Walmart? That, that might be a charge. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the police... Is defecating on somebody yes. a charge? Well, okay. Maybe that's, like, some sort of assault. But defecating <laughs> counts as indecent, indecent exposure. Right. So, I mean, don't... She's got to stop pooping, lady. Get but my it. thing is, Literally why doesn't get she your just, together. like, wait... Until she has to poop, well, poop you know, and then go for her daily run. <laughs> you know, sometimes what what about her running makes her need makes yeah. her bowels need to move right that second. Maybe she's just having a real intense jog, and it's jarring everything. You know, and she she knows when she leaves. You know what? I'm gonna have to poop soon. <laughs> I could stay home like a normal person, or I could go I, poop on this one lady's yeah, yard because she cut me off that one time at Walmart, and I could just kill two birds with one stone. Or, you know what? Better yet, she probably took the last toy or the last TV or something on Black Friday. Oh, there you go. We we found we found the criminal here. The true criminal is that lady that took the last TV on Black Friday. Okay? So, stop stop searching for this lady. Just let her keep doing her civic duty. Right. Shitting on this lady's sidewalk. Yep. <laughs> Anywho. Um, I think the only other weird piece of news today is that you share a birthday with somebody... Like, pretty pretty kind of cool. Yeah, uh, Tom Felton, who, what? if you guys don't know... Harry Potter plug? What? Yeah, <laughs> if you guys don't know, Tom Felton plays Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter films. Oh, eat your heart out. I know. Mm. He's a few years older than me, but I still I eat his heart eat out. Right? <laughs> Literally eat his heart. I would murder him and eat his raw heart. I don't think heart. you should say that on here. <laughs> What if police officers listen to this? The police officers are going after the lady in Colorado that's pooping on sidewalks right yeah, now. Yeah, okay? she's not murdering anybody, and you're talking you about murder. You don't know. Maybe that's why she's pooping so much. She's she's adopted cannibalism, and now she can't help when she poops. So what? Does she have murderous poop? She, murderous poop, yeah. And the poop gets off the sidewalk, and it goes and murders people for her so that she doesn't have to get her hands dirty. Did this just turn into, like, a really freaky Supernatural episode, or yes. what? Yes, it did. And you know what? It's just gonna happen. It's like know. season three of Stranger Things. I actually have not ever seen an episode of Stranger Things. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> how are you gonna say it's like, it's like season three of this show? I've never seen and have no idea the if this is true or not. The second season isn't even out yet, but I figured it's probably already filmed, so I'm just guessing season three is gonna have it's actually, monster yeah, It's poop. actually the next season of American Horror Story. <laughs> I think they're only signed on for one more season. Well, they're going to end... this might be the last they're season. They're going to end it with murder poop. What season is this? I think seven. Yeah, I think this is the last one they've signed up for so far. I don't know. You know what would be really cool is if they could finally bring Jessica Lang back, but no. Apparently not. Jessica Lang's moving on to bigger and better things. I'm kind of really... If we're going to talk about American Horror Story, we should probably talk about how awful Roanoke was. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Let, no. Another podcast? Yeah. Literally, yes. Let's because just do an I American Horror Story podcast. We're, we're going to do that one, too. <laughs> oh, my God, guys, because I, I cannot even. But. <laughs> and this season just has too many clowns. I can't. I got through. I watched the first episode, and I was, like, clutching my pillow the entire time. I'm I glad I haven't started watching it I yet, I can't then. do it. God, there's, there's so many clowns. <gasps> anyway, back to Harry Potter, because that's what the topic is about instead of you, Roanoke. You started I know. this. I go down weird rabbit holes all the time. I'm sorry for who I am. I'm sorry for who you are, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really, because obviously I still hang out with you after, what, like, seven plus years? Yeah, somewhere around there, you know. 
I've only loved you and cared for you longer than my husband, but, you know. Ah, eat your heart out, Jesse. Speaking of eat your heart out, literally, go eat your heart out, because then I'm just going to kill Brandon afterwards, so that me and Sierra can finally be together, and I can get your will that you signed over to Brandon. Can Brandon and I get married first, so I can get all of his shit when he dies? Yeah, okay, that's the plan. <laughs> so, Jesse, I don't know if you're listening. You should be, seeing as I'm your wife, and this is the podcast that you also co-host. You just happen to not be here, sorry. Yeah. Last week, when you told everyone that you were going to both burn and drown me, uh, I'm going to wait until Sierra murders or marries Brandon. Then I'm going to murder you. And then when Brandon gets all your shit, I'm going to murder Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so, police, if you're listening, if this string of events happens, it was not me. <laughs> also, I am not a part of any of this. And she, gonna, she actually did it. She oh, did all of it. Yep. I don't think I'd kill Brandon. I like him. I mean, I do. I actually. Plus, his beard is actually pretty fantastic. Plus, if we're being honest. If Jesse dies and Brandon gets all his shit, that also includes me in getting all that shit. So really, the only person out here is you. (laughs) I'm going to take a moment of silence to just cry about my unfortunate life. How my husband won't give me anything in the will. (sighs) Which I should probably, while she takes her moment of silence, also touch on the fact that we all went on vacation together in July and we were sitting at a CC's Pizza in Sevierville, Tennessee, <laughs> and Jesse wrote his will and testament on a napkin and gave it to Brandon. And then he and then had, I wrote that I was a witness on it. Yeah, no, but then he like sat there and continued to like pinch my inner arm so that I would go ahead and sign it too because you need two witnesses. And I was just like, this freaking hurts. I'm not trying to make a scene in the middle of a CC's. So against my will. He made me sign over all my rights in his will. <laughs> did he? Did you sign it? Yeah. And, well, Either I signed it or it's... he forged it, because I know my <laughs> something that looks like my signature is on there. All I know is that I was in pain, and my signature is on that napkin. Obviously, it's been uh, three months since, three and a half months it's since that happened. It's still legally binding. It is crazy how easy it is to write a living will. And Brandon still has that will in his wallet as we speak. Which, let's just talk about that, okay? I thought me and Brandon were supposed to be good. Like, I thought... <laughs> Did you just think he was going to rip up all that stuff? Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. (sighs) Free is free, Megan. Nothing in this world is free except when people die and you get their shit. You know what is free? This podcast that's about to get Harry Potter as shit up in here. Up in here. Up Up in here. here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I want to start off with a really easy one. What are your favorite books? Whole series. From, like, your least favorite to your most favorite. Okay, um, it's... I'm gonna have to say The Order of the Phoenix. That's me, too! Because it's just... Don't get me wrong. I don't hate any of the books. I think all of the books are amazing. But that book, just, I feel like... It takes so long to get to the action that by the time you get to it, you're like, thank God this book is over. I can describe to you in one word why I hate Order of the Phoenix. Umbridge. (laughs) Well, literally. Her too. Okay, so the kids at Juvie wanted to borrow my book set. Because I I wrote and annotated in all of them. The problem is, on several pages, when it was Umbridge, instead of annotating, all I could think about is how much I hated her. So I would write, like, bitch across the side of the page. And, of course, I cannot give that 
to at-risk youths <laughs> to teach them that when you have a problem with somebody, just write bitch really big mouth. Well, shit. and actually, when she was annotating the fifth book, we were on vacation together. Yeah. She would read a chapter and have to put it down because she was so upset with Umbridge. I, I just can't. She is absolute worst. She's awful. Oh, my God. I know this is a little bit of foreshadowing, but we have a couple lists tonight. Just be aware that Umbridge is going to be talked about a really stupid amount from me. And <laughs> none of it is good. Not a sing- not like, a sing- not all the way down to her pink jumpsuit. Nothing good. There's there's literally like there's a Tumblr post, and it was something along the lines of um, every villain still has something that you love about them. Like otherwise, they they wouldn't be memorable. And like everyone was commenting pictures of Umbridge. <laughs> I mean, really, there is not a single redeemable trait about her not one if you can think of one go for it but i doubt i will agree with you okay well she does love cats and i love cats but she is still a major but she doesn't love real cats she loves pictures pictures of cats cats, which leads me weird which leads me to my second question are those her cats or does she go to like a cat portrait studio and is just like give me all your motion picture cats <laughs> motion picture cats i don't okay what is what is your second least favorite so number number six out of seven uh the sorcerer's stone Ooh. okay just just to see if we're on the same page what's your fifth uh like Close to the bottom fifth or yeah, seven like six five. Seven six five, you know, come oh, Chamber up. of Secrets. Yeah, so I flip flopped. I flip flopped my six and my five with you. Okay. So, so right now we're basically still on the same page. Okay. I'm liking this. Okay. Well um, and I don't really have like a good reasoning for Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. I just I, I think just because they were the first two books, like mm-hmm. Every single one just kept getting better. Right, exactly. And it's like, except the fifth book, because it's just... (laughs) Because it's Umbridge. (laughs) Well, it's not that, but it's just so much. Like, if Umbridge was not in the fifth book, it would probably not be my least favorite. See, at the same time, though, the one thing that I will say... But it might still be. You need Umbridge for the series. If you were to take Umbridge out, everything changes. Like, you, you can't put someone that's even you know half as evil as her that's like the whole point is that she's so effing awful and this is what the ministry is turning into and this is what the ministry is pushing it towards and you know fudge has lost everything you know i I don't know you just can't take umbridge out as much as i hate her right you can't go through the series without a fifth book but then i rethink it and even if they had taken her out and jk had wrote it completely differently with a you know different evil yeah monster in that book (laughs) i still feel like that would probably be my least favorite yeah the only reason that i have as i said it takes so much to get to the main event of this whole book yep that it's just like thank god that i finally finished this book (laughs) yes the only reason that i have sorcerer's stone above chamber of secrets is that for me looking back on Sorcerer's Stone like the end of the series makes more sense with all of the different stuff in the first book like how incredibly attached to being normal the Dursleys were and like how it affected Harry in the seventh book and like all of the things that Aunt Petunia says in the first book 
finally coming to fruition in the seventh book when you find out why Harry needed to stay in the house and the fact that, you know, it was Aunt Petunia that actually protected Harry all those years by, you know, sealing mom's love spell, whatever, in or whatever. So without the first book, without without all those little tiny details, when you're reading the sixth and seventh books, you're not having those, oh my God, revelations, you know what I mean? And in the second book, you just find out that, you know, Tom Marvolo Riddle spells I am Voldemort and there's a basilisk and that's about it. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but the flashbacks are kind of cool. I mean, they're okay, but I mean... We'll, t- we'll talk about some of the flashbacks I wanted later, but I wanted different Voldemort backstory flashbacks than Chamber. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it. Okay. All right. Number four. Number four. Going up the list. Um, I have the Deathly Hallows. So do I. You know what? Let's just let's just figure this out. You just want to compare them? Uh, yeah. So I have uh, freaking Goblet of Fire. Okay. So we flip-flopped our first and third, too, because I have Prisoner of Azkaban there. Yeah. So, yeah. And my very first is Prisoner of Azkaban. See, I almost did that, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, I really loved the Goblet of Fire book. I love it now. (laughs) As a kid, no. (laughs) She took two chapters to describe the Quidditch field. Do you know how many descriptions she used for grass? (laughs) Two pages. (laughs) Okay. I love her writing style but as a kid i was like where's the magic where's the flying i need this shit to happen and it was like two chapters of port keys and traveling and if i wanted to read about traveling and people walking in grassy fields i would have read the hobbit okay and i didn't read that (laughs) me neither (laughs) so before we get to our favorites we do need to take a short commercial break um but when we come back we're gonna let you know who our top seven faves are and why so stick around Hey guys, uh, back as always to tell you that you should be downloading and listening to us on Stitcher. I have the Stitcher app myself. You go follow the subject tonight. Awesome. They're great. If you're not doing it, you're as bad as Dolores Umbridge. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's right, listeners. You listen to this. If you're listening to this on anything other than Stitcher, you're an Umbridge. Hashtag don't be an Umbridge. (laughs) Hashtag be a Stitcher. (laughs) Hashtag always petty. Okay, so we've gone through our, our, our favorite Harry Potter books. All right. So we have a, a, a list of our favorite and our least favorite characters. What what do you what is your heart saying we need to start with right now? Least favorite or favorite? Uh, maybe maybe we should just go with least favorite first. We'll start with the and worst then, yeah, and then work, work our way to all the, the best. Way okay. Um, so since let's we'll just get this out of the way because I've already talked about it. My numero uno most hated. Hated, hated, hated. Dolores effing Umbridge. <laughs> Same. God, she's just awful. <laughs> and the people people listening right now are probably thinking, what's wrong with these people? Voldemort killed millions of people. Voldemort's not even on my most hated list. <laughs> and like, all of his Death Eaters were horrible and blah blah blah, but Dolores Umbridge is literally the spawn of Satan. <laughs> but really, like, when you think Harry Potter villains, okay, maybe when you think it, you think of Voldemort. No. Dolores is the Harry Potter villain. True. Anybody that has read these books and tries to say that Dolores is not the worst is lying to you. <laughs> and JK, I needed resolution, okay? I needed that bitch to die, and she didn't. 
And I I will not forgive you for that. <laughs> never. Never. You'll never get the forgiveness. All right. Who who is so so Dolores was your absolute number one worst yep. two? Okay. Who's 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 next up the list? This might surprise you, but Bellatrix. Oh, she's not even on my hate list. I just something inside of me, every time I watch the movies or have read the books, I hate her. I, I do hate her in the books. Helena Bonham Carter did such a good job of okay. portraying her. And so I have this weird love in my heart for her. Okay, but we're not talking about I know. the actress that played her. I know, but what I'm saying is that Helena Bonham Carter ruined my amount of hate that I had for Bellatrix. <laughs> I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> what? She's not amused. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, my number six going up the list or whatever is Mundungus Fletcher. That dude is okay. a prick. Okay. Just stealing everything left and right. Okay, stealing up Horcruxes when he doesn't need to be there. Okay, abandoning Mad Eye and giving him away. Okay, so I feel like there's some. I don't like pricks. Uh, well, I feel like you're a little bit upset here more because Mad Eye died a than li- because of the stolen. A, a goods. little bit. Okay, but he did. He stole a Horcrux, which was super rude. Okay, they're out here trying to kill Voldemort, and here you are killing Mad Eye and not helping to kill Voldemort. Like, get it together, Mundungus. You're a dick. <laughs> I have Come some resentments. It. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're going to need to. Uh... I need a little bit more of this. <laughs> How is Mundungus higher on a list of <laughs> hatred? And you're telling me that Bellatrix isn't even on yours. Bellatrix isn't. Voldemort isn't. Um, Lucius Malfoy isn't. Um, name someone else. Bad. I'll see if they're on my list. Um, who's next on your Who's next on your list? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll just go to the next it. one. Yeah. It's Voldemort, obviously. <laughs> nope, he's not on it. <laughs> okay, well, my thing is, is that what in God's name made Voldemort think that he was better than anybody else? Um, I can explain this to you. Okay. He's a dick. <laughs> I thought you didn't like dicks. I don't, but Rafe Fines. Okay, so I have a really... Ugh. Okay. Stop it. I you can't. can't just love these characters I because do. of who played them in the movies. I do. Okay. And I will I will say, if the actor that had played Voldemort in the first movie had played Voldemort throughout all of them, I, I don't think I would have liked Voldemort. Ray Fiennes and just his adorable self, just, he made him a little, he made him a little bit sexy. I'm going to go there. Okay. Unimpressed face um, again. I would have pulled a cursed child, Bellatrix, and I would have made a baby with Voldy. Grelpaha. I'm going to effing throw up. <laughs> okay, not really. But the thing with Voldemort with me is that I I knew what was going to happen with Voldemort. Voldemort in D&D terms is what you would call lawful evil. Okay? Yes, he did bad, but he always had a set of rules that he followed for example like he 
he wouldn't let anyone else kill Harry. He was going to be the one that killed Harry. And he didn't want to waste time killing, you know, this one and this one and this one. If he killed someone, it was for a purpose, either to create a horcrux or to use them as an example to instill fear. It wasn't just like he was like, oh, you're in my way. Died. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Okay. okay that's as, from I'm a D&D to... standpoint. I knew what to expect. Okay. But I'm going to have to disagree with you on that because there are people that got in his way that wouldn't give him the answers he wanted and he did kill them because that was a part of his moral code his moral code is you either help me you're either with me or against me what i'm saying is that he didn't just go into a shopping mall one day full of muggles and blow it up i would have that would have been a better storyline yeah honestly (laughs) if we're being honest yes but for okay Let's go back to Mundungus. Part of the reason that I have him on my list is because he pretended to be one of the good guys. Okay, He was trying to fight with the original order. You know, he was a part of that. But then at every chance that he got to prove that he could be a good guy. He flaked. he, He flaked or he became a coward or he was just like, oh, no, it's too hard. Like. He th- basically Mundungus wanted to be on the winning team when they were winning, but exactly. if they started to lose, he was like, "See ya." Meanwhile, Voldemort always stuck by it. He was never he, he was never like, "Oh yeah, Dumbledore, let's be best buds." Um, and no, like Dumbledore didn't like him. He didn't like Dumbledore. That was like day one. They both knew it. Okay, <laughs> he was very obvious about what his end goal was. I don't know. That's just me. A little, little D&D logic there for you. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> you want to know who my number but, five I mean, how- is in place of Voldemort? <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> He's pretty awful. I'm yeah. going to have to agree with you. I almost put him on mine, but he did not make it onto mine. So... I don't feel like we really need to explain this because, like, if you don't know why he's, he's on that just list, a narcissist. Why are you, yeah, why are you listening to this podcast? But he's not just a narcissist, okay? He's a narcissist, a faker. That, yeah, and he's a fraud. Not only that, but he ruined people's lives. The only thing he was good at was memory charms. So he would literally get people to tell them about all the great things that they did, take their memories, and made money off of it. So now all these people are left with their with no memories at all and he's left oh yeah I'm Gilderoy Lockhart look at how beautiful I am I have pictures of myself painting pictures of myself like (sighs) (laughs) oh yeah you got my book let me sign it for you Yeah. no thanks no (laughs) no anyway I don't want to talk about him oh Um, Harry Potter I'll just give you a free copy of my book no thanks nope (laughs) okay let's keep going do you want to go? You want to tell me yours? Or you want me to tell you mine? Oh, I, I want to go this time because okay. I think this one's going to surprise a lot of people. Okay, I'm Let's not see. even sure if she belongs here, but I felt really strongly when I was reading the list. Okay, Cho Chang. Okay, and the only reason I feel this way is because well, okay, two reasons. If you've only seen the movies, first of all, get the f out. I don't even want to talk <laughs> get to the you. F out. Okay, <laughs> you don't belong in this podcast. This is a podcast for winners. This is. This is a podcast for pure Pure bloods bloods only. No muggles allowed. Unless you're going to give us a five-star review on Stitcher, in which case, I love you. And stay, But read the books. (laughs) Even Um, if you're not a reader, get them on audiobook. Because for real, these are some amazing books. They really are. Broaden your minds, as Professor Trelawney would have said. (sighs) 
I don't like her either, but she's not on my hate list. I, yeah, she's I don't just like she's, her she's middle but ground. Since we're talking about Cho Chang, we should probably get back to that. Oh God, no rabbit hole again. But Cho Chang in the book is crazy saucy, y'all. She is. Oh my she's God. in that job. She literally has a meltdown in the middle of a coffee shop in Honeydukes. <laughs> Yeah, and like basically storms out because Harry spent time with Hermione, like for or no, was going to because they had a meeting for Dumbledore's army. Yeah, and she, he he brought up the name Hermione on their date or whatever, in, in a friend way. Hey, I already told Hermione that we'd meet her. You know, do you mind stopping by with me, and then me and you will go back out on a, a part date part two. And she, like, breaks down and is having a hissy fit in the middle of this coffee shop and goes around spreading all these rumors about Harry afterwards. And I'm like, dude, why? You crazy. See, Cho Chang was on my list at first. And then I took her off because I felt like there were a couple more that I needed to talk about. Yeah. And I kind of thought you would put her on yours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I feel so strongly about her to it's not have she's Voldemort Asian, on my list. Yeah, that's that's it. Me. You racist bitch. <laughs> it's true. And that's why I didn't invite Josh over. Oh, well, yeah. you did invite Josh over and he turned no. you down. No, he didn't. I turned him down. Okay, no, let's tell the true narrative no, of the story. Happened? Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's who's next on your list? All right, this is probably not actually going to be that shocking, but uh, Fenrir Greyback. Oh, God, I can't believe he's not on my list. He's so just... For those of you that aren't aware, he's really not talked about a whole lot in the movies. He's in the movies, but they don't really say, hey, this is him. You see him in the movies, but they don't really say anything important about him. He's a werewolf. Not only is he a werewolf, he's the werewolf that turned Lupin. Mm-hmm. And he goes around just turning anybody that he can because he's and an ass. He's just a major effing dick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't appreciate his presence at all. But I don't either. God, that's a good just, one. He's just evil. Like I can't even, I can't even come up with a way to describe why I hate him. He's just so. He bad. turns children. That's why I hate him. He's I thought an, he just ate them. So well, ate him, turns them, whatever. He's not a good guy. Not at all. Speaking of not good people, you know I like to rep for my my Slytherins. I do. But Pansy Parkinson. I'm glad you put that. I'm glad you said that. She is everything that is wrong with Slytherin House. Oh, like 100% honest. Well, obviously. I get that there's a difference between, or there's like, a, not a difference. I get that there's a fine line between ambition and like self-serving and like. Like determined to a point where you would do anything to hurt somebody. Exactly. Versus so, just determined in Yeah, Slytherins get a bad rap, okay? And part of the reason that they get a bad rap is that it's all about them. It's all about, you know, what's best for them. She wasn't looking out even for her in that moment. She was looking out for Voldy, okay? Well, but it's not just that. People, everybody gives Slytherin a bad rap because... It's Salazar Slytherin. And they think and everyone's it's a dark wizard. Yeah. Right. Anybody from Slytherin's going to turn dark. But you have to think about it. Horace Slughorn came from Slytherin, and he's not dark. Yeah. He's not working with Voldemort. I absolutely... He works against Voldemort, actually. Yeah, I mean, but there, I... there, there are good Slytherins. But the problem is, is that in that moment, the moment that I am 100% talking about, that anybody that's seen the movies or read the books knows about, is when Voldemort says... 
give me Harry Potter or everyone is going to die. And she then immediately is like, oh, hey, hey, what are you doing? Grab him. Bitch, sit Shut down. Up. Be <laughs> humble. <laughs> sit down. Literally, there was an entire house of Slytherins that hadn't even moved. And this bitch thinking she's going to lead some shit. Nobody likes you, Pansy. Okay, Draco did not end up marrying you because of this shit right here. You lost your man. Right there. Anyway. I secretly don't think Draco ever wanted her. I don't think he did either. Uh, I have my own theories on that one, but we'll, we'll, we'll come to back that to later. That. <laughs> we'll come back to All that. Right. Um, you do yours next because my number two and my number one go together. Okay, well, we haven't done... Yeah, we did. Pansy was your three, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, you haven't done one. Yeah, so you do yours next. Okay, so my three is actually Griphook the Goblin... Okay. Yes. I because like that one. I feel like he was He's vicious. a shady lady. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. Like he promises to get them into the vault and they promise him the sword of Gryffindor. Well, he doesn't promise to get him out of the vault. Right. How are you going to just stick him in there and then he's a run goblin. off? Exactly. <sighs> and Griphook and the sad thing is is that they saved him from the Malfoy Manor and then he turns around and does yep. that to them. Like Dude. Go away. Get yeah. out of here. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Learn it. I think that's how a song goes. <laughs> I was trying to think of the next line, and then I was Find like, I know Aretha Franklin. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, okay. Do you do you want to do your two and your one first? Unless your two and your one also go together. They do not. Okay, yeah. You go, you go then, because I feel like you're going to be surprised by my number two and my number one. Okay. Um, my number two is Rita Skeeta. Oh, Yes. Mm-hmm. She is also a shady lady. Uh, the shadiest lady. Just shaking my damn head right now. <laughs> like, can't stop, won't stop. I am not going to say a whole lot about her because she's going to come back up. And I would like to they leave. They don't hate her enough in the movies, though. Right. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to give up too much because, like I said, she's going to come back up in into conversation, in conversation later. Yeah. And I would like to keep most of that for then. So I'm just going to say that I think she is a... <laughs> yeah. A word that we can't say because I gave her a list of words. Let's not say them. <laughs> I, she took out half my vocabulary and that right? was one of the words. <laughs> hey, that word that we bleeped out in the beginning? Use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your number one? I'm curious. Um, well... Let's also remind them that number one is not our least, or it's yeah. not our most hated. Yeah, it's it's like our, our least, least hated. Most favorite. Yeah. Least, yeah. And I I, before I put this on here, I'm before I say it because it's going to sound super lame and super cliche. Yeah. Uh, he's only on here because he's a whiny baby, and I just don't like his name. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy. <gasps> I. Well, the thing. Okay, I agree with you for the character, though. I'm I'm just sitting here because I get to meet Jason Isaacs in a couple days, and I'm like, well, I don't. In my heart, I'm like, do you think that he'll sense it? Like he'll smell it on me that we said we didn't like his character for Mary Potter. Well, but he can't help that. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. know what I mean. It's not his fault who he played. And he played him so well, though. Uh, right. I believe that the character was played very well, but I don't have that little thing that Megan has where she <laughs> loves the actor that's playing that person so she hates the character less (laughs) i 
Lucius Malfoy is a whiny baby mm-hmm. who did not stay loyal to Voldemort. Not that I really care, but he's very on the level of Mundungus, but with a little bit more honor than Mundung than Mundungus. Well, and he's literally it all comes back to the fact that him he is a whiny baby mm-hmm. like oh you're gonna cry because the dark lord took your wand where do you think draco learned my father will hear about this right it's, like, it's literally lucius going voldemort will hear about this <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> <sighs> yeah but, i gotta agree with that one but though. i don't know I, do. I don't know if that's really true because when where was lucius the whole time that voldemort was gone well, and Voldemort called him out on that. He was like, oh, no, I was always there. Always. No, you weren't. Really? And don't because... use that word. Okay, that's not your word. <laughs> always. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you're going to get it. I know you will. Well, not only that, but, I mean, he wasn't sitting in Azkaban. Yeah. Bellatrix was. Mm-hmm. And several other Death Eaters. But Lucius Malfoy wasn't one of them. Yeah, because he denied it. He denied anything with Voldemort and then said that he had been um, coerced and, like, put under... Um, what the imperious that? curse. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. it oh, top whatever. Of my head. He's such a liar. I know. Are you ready for oh, yes. my my least or bottom bottom of the list least favorite? Okay. Well, you guys can't hear this, but I'm rubbing my hands together because oh, I'm you so can. Excited. If you like put them right here, you can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Sirius and James. Really? They That is kind of shocking. Yeah. They were freaking bullies, man. I don't care what you want to say about Snape. They were the worst of bullies. You think that Draco was mean? They were worse than him. Well, obviously I didn't put Draco on my hate list. No, so. I'm just saying like if anyone sits there and they're like, "Oh, well Draco was always mean to Harry and he was always doing this and he was always trying to get them in trouble." They literally made up songs about Severus Snape, turned him upside down, took you his mean pants Snivellus? off. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Like and for no reason. It was all, and it was all James's leading. If you read it in the books and everything, like Harry you know is kind of like questioning, you know, why, you know, in in those dreams that where when he saw, you know, what was going on in Snape's head, he was like, I don't understand how my dad and Sirius could do this. Mm-hmm. And I think God, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this wrong. I'm so sorry for like the pure blood, pure bloods that are reading this or listening to this, and I'm probably gonna get this wrong. But he talks to either Lupin or Sirius. I want to say it's Lupin, and he goes, "You know, you just have to understand. That's just kind of what we did. There's really no reason. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. Oh no, it's Sirius. He pops back in. Lupin didn't. Lupin was always off to the side reading a book and trying to keep them in line." Um, and that's why Dumbledore made him head boy because he thought he that he could keep him in line. I remember this now. So he pops back in to Grimmauld Place and asks him why he was a dick to Snape. And he was just like, you know, it's just what James did. Like, that's not an excuse. If your right. friend's being a dick, you stick. So that's why Sirius is my number two. Or, <laughs> he's my he's like my number one, actually. Sorry, like bottom, bottom, bottom of the list. Um, because... So you, you were, don't you hate James that be- much? No, but, like, I have no tolerance for, for bullies. Right. And so, like, that's part of the reason that as much as I love Snape as a character, he's not my number one or anything. Because despite all the good traits in him and despite all the good I think he did and despite how much I love his backstory, he was still a bully to Harry. 100%. Right. And if you read the books, he called Lily a mudblood at one point. So you can't even sit there and tell me that Snape was 100% good. 
but I just don't have a tolerance for bullies. Like, don't be a dick to people is literally, I think that's the one thing that my whole list has in common is they're all dicks. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, James is a little bit higher up than serious because he he led the pack for no other reason than the fact that he had a crush on Lily and Snape was Lily's best friend. That was it. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely understand. I would not, I actually don't disagree with any of your people. I obviously we had different opinions but I don't disagree with that at all because I actually think that James and Sirius were very big bullies as well yeah now I will say that before we get to it that Sirius did make it on my favorites list oh and that's fine I love Sirius I love older Sirius that's where my yeah but the reason younger Sirius is not I think I still put him on my least favorite list because, unfortunately, you don't get a lot of time with older Sirius. You're right. So I feel like if he would have had more time, maybe he could have developed into a character that had a little bit more, um, what's it called? Like, he could have earned it back for me if he would have had more time. Redeeming, just redeeming redeeming qualities, qualities, maybe. Exactly. But, unfortunately, he did spend 12 years in Azkaban. He did his waiting. Yeah, he did tons of waiting. And uh, and then he lost his life pretty shortly yeah, after escaping. It was a sad, sad tale. But, you know, win some, lose some. And he ended up on the losing list. Of a life, pretty much. Okay. All right, so seven favorites Woo-hoo. this time. Happy feelings. And Megan is going to start us off. Uh, we're going to start off with, like, our least favorite favorite to our most favorite and interesting little point for mine mine starts and ends with a mom uh so my least favorite favorite is narcissa malfoy and uh i you know she she's in a bad spot you know she loves lucius and he's just a dick but really he is um and uh you know whether she married for love or money or because her mom told her to maybe Maybe Lucius has a really big dick. but oh, It could if, be. But if I had to guess, I'm going to say it probably was her mom because being a black, if yeah. you guys didn't know, she was originally a black. Yeah, as in like serious black, her and all that. Yeah, they're related. Um, her mom was all about pure blood mm-hmm. children, pure blood this, and pure blood that. And the Malfoy family and the black family are both one of the 28 like original magical families, quote unquote. So there's probably a lot to do with that, but... Narcissa is always first and foremost a mom. Everything that she does, I think whether it be good or bad, is because of her love for Draco. Right. So like when she hunts down Severus and has him make that unbreakable vow, it's because she's absolutely 100% worried that something bad's going to happen to Draco. She is terrified of what Voldemort asked Draco to do and so she's like Severus if he can't do it you have to protect him take his place make sure it gets done you know he's my he's my son he's my baby and then in the end when Harry you know he's asking her is Harry dead she looks at him and says is my son you know is my son alive and Harry tells her yes and she lies to Voldemort to protect Harry she is one of only three people to have ever lied to Voldemort and gotten away with it and okay you know I'll take that back just to lie to Voldemort because a lot of people did not get away with it okay Dumbledore and Snape are both dead (laughs) but she lied to the freaking Dark Lord because of the fact that she had a mother's love and even though Harry wasn't her son he told he didn't have to tell her anything about Draco she knew that Draco had been a dick to him okay everyone knew right she could have pretended 
or actually she could have been her. like no he's alive kill him now like, harry could have pretended to be dead yeah he could have said nothing to her but he risked being seen he risked being heard to let a mom know that her son was okay right and so i think that she saw that in him and i i have to give her props for that because despite the fact that she was in a really bad situation and a really bad family her first instincts were always to protect the kids so i i love that about her so yeah props to narcissa good point yep awesome point who's your who's your bottom of your top okay so my bottom of my top haha power bottom no i'm just kidding (laughs) but really her power bottom is um actually it's serious black Mm-hmm. And this all goes back to, like, you don't really know a whole lot of older Sirius, but it all is based off of older Sirius. Yeah. Because he gets out of Azkaban, and, I mean, after being stuck in a prison that is supposed to drive you crazy. Literally, yeah. He comes back, and he's like, you are my godson, Harry. I want to be here for you. I want to be a parent to you, even though I was wrongly accused yep. and did 12 years in asking me. And he literally, but here I am being a dad to you because exactly. of James and Lily. Mm-hmm. Because I am so loyal to James and Lily that even though I was blamed for their death, partly, mm-hmm. I'm still here because it wasn't me. Well, and they even talk about that. So I know that I put Sirius on my list because of teenage Sirius. But in the books, they talk about the fact that he he was allowing himself to rot there. He really, he felt guilty that he had let James and Sirius down, or he, that he had let James and Lily down because he was the one that suggested to them to use Peter as their secret keeper. Right. And so he was sitting there rotting, at least knowing, well, at least Harry's safe. Right. You know, he's with his aunt and uncle. He's going to live a normal life. As soon as he saw Peter in that picture in the newspaper, he broke out of the the strongest prison, you know, imaginable yeah. to go save his godson. <laughs> so, you know. Not only that, but you have to think, like, Askman is protected by Dementors. dementors yeah. Who so not only did he risk breaking out of there, but he risked a Dementor's kiss. Yep. To get out of there, to kill Peter Pettigrew, to save Harry. And he still ended up having to undergo a Dementor's kiss before, you know, the time turner and all that other crazy stuff right. happened. But of course once Hermione again, saved the day. Yeah. Because Hermione's using her freaking head. Noggin. Noggin power. <laughs> uh, uh, muggle power. That's Mud blood power, whatever you want to call it. Luna, what are you doing? Speaking of Harry Potter characters, uh, Sierra has a cat named Luna. Named and, uh, after Luna Lovegood. She's trying to escape the window right now. I feel like that's something Luna from the books would do, too. Rather than use the door, the cat door. And you know, you know what's crazy is out the window. when I got her as a kitten, Brandon wanted to name her something totally crazy. And I was like, no, I really want to give her a Harry Potter name. For sure. And, I mean... Obviously, there are lots of cats in Harry Potter. Could have named her Crookshanks, but she's definitely not a Crookshanks. No. Crookshanks was a trouble starter. And even though Luna gets herself into some situations, she Kinda probably... Like your cat is right now. She's like straddled I, herself between the window I'm and the chair. I'm talking about her, actually. <laughs> she gets herself in some predicaments. She is... But she is very intelligent, mm-hmm. like Luna Lovegood in, in Harry Potter. 
but she's intelligent in kind of a crazy way. Like <laughs> she can jump on my dresser and open my drawers she and then get in there. it earlier. That's what I'm saying. She <laughs> can grab onto that dresser drawer and, and she it? pushes with her back feet. It opens the <laughs> dresser so drawer and then she gets down in it and yeah. she's like, hey, guys. <laughs> or um, earlier, Sierra opened the cabinet to get a plate and in the two seconds that it took for Sierra to take the plates from the cabinet and put it on the counter she had slipped behind the other plates and was like playing hide and seek in the cabinet oh well and fun fact my mom and boyfriend who we have referred to a couple times Brandon lost her in the cabinets one day for like three hours and Brandon's like hey uh, I really don't want you to be mad but I think we lost the cat and I was like what (laughs) she is a mastermind. Let's put her there. So she's a little bit not like Luna, but at the same time, she is lovable and yeah. kind of kooky like Luna. For sure. Is Luna on your uh, favorites list? Actually, no. That's surprising. Well, it's okay because you have a real life Luna. She doesn't need to be on your list. She's in your life. But she's I mean, part. I feel like seven is kind of seven is obviously a very big number for Harry Potter. So we yeah, did. If you guys didn't catch on to that. Then just GTFO. Like <laughs> All of our all of our lists are in sevens, so you'll keep seeing this number show up. So seven kind of I could have picked more favorites, but I just didn't have enough. Exactly. (laughs) So we'll just go with that. (laughs) All right, who's your next? Um, I think it's your turn. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh. Neville is my number six. Okay. Um, partially because he long bottomed. Um, and what, literally, sorry, what? he lost, dude, that's an actual term in the dictionary now. Too long bottom is to go from really, really dorky and unattractive looking to literally seemingly overnight becoming a hunk. <laughs> seemingly overnight. <laughs> no, really. But like Matthew Lewis even makes a joke about it when he went to the script reading for Half-Blood Prince, she thought that he was filling in as an extra character and couldn't figure out why he was filling in. So she's like, where's Matthew? And he's like, uh, Joanne, I'm literally sitting right here. I've been reading the part for like the last 30 minutes. Uh. Like, she didn't even recognize him because it seemingly overnight, he just went from chubby weirdo to, oh my God, he's in GQ in his underpants and let me break off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Like, right. So dweeb <gasps> to... But... The, the thing is with Neville, honestly, as a character, is Neville has a lot going against him. Well, not only that, but for being for being in the like being the character that he is, mm-hmm. like forgetful, lost his not lost his parents, but basically lost them. You basically, know? yeah, he lost his parents. The bodies are still there, and there's still people that he can talk to, but those are not his parents. But on they're the cray inside. Cray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Not only does he have all these odds against him, but Neville never once deviates from being loyal through these whole, all of these books. Absolutely. And he is the epitome of a Gryffindor to me. Brave. You know what I mean? Standing up to your friend's first year. Standing up to your friend's first year, so they even though won't he get was terrified, because I think that a lot of people think that to be brave, you can't be scared of anything. Right? No, to me, being brave is knowing that something could go wrong, knowing that there is so much bad, and doing the right thing anyway. Right. So I think that he had more courage than Harry did most of the time. I probably yeah. So I also think that he has one of the most amazing backstories of any character in the entire book. I mean, literally he could, this whole book could have been about Neville. 
they talk about that over and over again about well, how the prophecy easily could have become right, devil. It could have been him or Harry. And it's just because Voldemort chose Harry over Neville that this whole thing came to be. And in the end, he's part of the he's one of the biggest parts of the reason that Voldemort, Voldemort gets dies. destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Um so I I absolutely love Neville as a character. And had it not been for my intense love of the characters ahead of him, he would have been much higher up on the list. Right. Okay. Well, I these lists were... I just want to reiterate how hard these lists were to make. We made, like, what, four or five lists? Yeah. And we just kept crossing them out we, over and over again? We had to redo them and redo them because it was like... Seven is a really hard, especially yeah. when you have such an immense love for this series. Yep. And so my next one is low, but he is great. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to tell you that it's Hagrid. And if you guys don't love Hagrid, you can GTFO. Yeah, he's higher up on my (laughs) list, but I have Hagrid on mine too. Okay, well then we'll just talk about him and you can tell us where he's at on your list. He's my number two. Okay, so she love, love, love him. love, 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 love him. No, that's actually one of the things that we're going to talk about later is, uh, why the hell did did everyone else get their name like let's try this over why the hell did harry name every one of his kids after someone else but hagrid didn't get nothing not a single thing hagrid was both father and mother to him okay That pissed it's me true. off. That pissed and me I off. And I honestly never really thought about it like that until mm. you just brought it up. Albus Severus Potter, you're named after two amazing heads of Hogwarts. Well, you you what? named him James Sirius after two bullies, okay? And then you named Lily Luna after your mom and one of your friends, okay? And then your other kid gets named after, you know, Dumbledore, which I can see that. But why isn't it Albus Hagrid, okay? I get that they were like, oh, yeah, because Snape actually was a true hero or whatever, okay? Snape bullied you your whole life. I don't give a hell if he was a hero. Snape was a dick to you. You know who wasn't a dick to you? Hagrid. Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I... it's gonna be weird because I have like this really crazy love for animals like Mm -hmm. I even if you are Hagrid even if actually I'm dating Hagrid yeah for real Swagrid when I I first started dating Brandon he had long hair and a beard and he looked just like Hagrid and he He's not like huge or anything, but he's you got, know, he's literally he's if Brandon was six, seven foot, he would look exactly like Hagrid. Yeah, he is probably six foot, maybe not quite six foot. He's taller than I am. Yeah, that's all that matters. And he is just stocky, like not somebody I'd really want to mess with. You know, he. Oh, I would never mess but, with Brandon. He would mess me up. <laughs> but he is so lovable, like. Like Hagrid is huge and probably scary to most people, but he's a big teddy bear. For example, I don't ever see... Brandon's just not a smiler, and it's not because he's not happy. It's because of all that facial hair. It just hides his face, okay? You can't see. (laughs) But when Brandon pets Luna, his whole face changes. It's almost like... Oh, an animal is in my midst? Let me become a magical, mystical forest fairy and everything is right in the world. And he is Hagrid. He is. He really is. And he is awesome with kids. Like, he Mm -hmm. has has a nephew that he's so good with. And 
And I feel like your your next one on your list isn't even Hagrid. It's Brandon. <laughs> my it's, favorite Harry Potter is my favorite Harry Potter character is Brandon. It's not. And actually, Brandon and I, when we first started talking, I was rewatching all of the movies, and he went and downloaded them all on his Aww. computer and rewatched them, and. We both kind of like when we first start got together and started kind of getting to know each other, we're like compromising and kind of watching what the other one liked and listening to each other's music and being what, gross, whatever. Yeah, right. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Brandon is a lover of animals. He loves dogs. He has a dog that is like his best friend. Mm-hmm. But. It's also his father's dog, so he would never take her. Of course. But he, when he is around these dogs, he is, like, a completely different yeah. person. He's so quiet and, like, resigned and he's, but I feel like he's the exactly, strong, silent type. That's exactly how Hackard is with, like, Buckbeak and the blasted and scroots, though. Like, he sees beauty in everything. And it's funny because his mom has, like, a... She's like a Jack Russell Chihuahua mix, and oh, all of my friends call her the devil because she will attack anybody that walks in that house. Yeah. But if it's Brandon or if it's me or whatever, she's so sweet. Yeah. She is the sweetest dog, but anybody else, she's like, I'm gonna eat you, you know? Because <laughs> so, you all got Swaggered walking in. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's my, I love Hagrid because of his love for animals and not just normal animals you know he's got a hippogriff that you have to you know what's the word i'm looking for respect before it's gonna let you exactly come he's not he's not afraid of earning the love of that those animals are gonna return to him instead of being like a normal human who's like you mine love me yeah exactly i love that i absolutely love that god i love hagrid (laughs) um my next one's gonna get a little bit. Um, it's gonna get a little bit angry. I'm gonna little, get a little bit heated, okay? Because okay. I can already feel the judgment, not only from our listeners but from my own husband. Oh God, okay. Do you know who my next character is? Am I gonna judge you? Can I judge you, please? No, you can't. My next character is Snape Severus oh. Snape. I can't judge you there, fellow oh. Slytherin. I, I love. Snape. And it's not just because it's played by Alan Rickman. That does help. Rest in peace, Alan. You're sorely missed. We love you. Um, so I I cried so hard the day that Alan Rickman died. I can remember okay, so it was January 14th, and I know that because it was the day that I signed on our house. The movers were coming, and Abby, my friend, my roommate, um, my, well, my ex-roommate, college roommate, um, Abby called me and uh, she goes, She's, she's bawling her eyes out. And she goes, Alan Rickman died. But it took me like six times of her saying that over and over for me to realize what she had said. So I'm like, no, you're lying to me. This is a terrible you know, trick. It's not April Fool's. What the hell is wrong with you? And I look it up and everything on my Facebook feed is R.I.P. Alan Rickman, R.I.P. Alan Rickman. And I'm just sitting there like, what? I come Lons downstairs. Alan Rickman. Yes. I go downstairs and I'm in shock. And, you know, my husband obviously can see, oh, my God, what is wrong, you know? And he had to hold me and rock me in the recliner as I bawled my eyes out. And all these movers are coming in. And they're like, is she okay? And he's like, yeah, just give her some space. She's, she's going to be fine. <laughs> like, And he didn't, he didn't. So he makes fun of me for my insane love for Snape. 
but it, it's not. I should I should point out he he makes fun of me for my insane love of Alan Rickman because he assumes it's just for Snape. I grew up on Alan Rickman. Okay, I grew up watching Pride and Prejudice and Robin Hood, and it just happened to be that he played one of my favorite characters in Harry Potter as well. Um, anyway, so I know he's going to make fun of me for saying Snape because he put that in his vows that I needed to get over the fact that Snape died. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Snape. Snape is a great character, and I I don't doubt that. I'm not one of those people that's going to argue with you and say that Snape was all good because he wasn't. I've said it a couple times in this podcast, and I'll say it again. Snape was a bully, okay? He obviously... Okay, but in Snape's defense, and this is shocking that I'm going to say this, because I actually did not like Snape for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And even... Even throughout the whole, the books as a whole, I didn't like them until the very end of the Deathly Hallows. Until the very end. Oh, okay, continue. And after all this time. Oh, always. <laughs> but I didn't like him, you know, for the longest time. And then reading, you know, what he went through and mm-hmm. how much he did to protect Harry. Yeah. And, like, who... You or I couldn't do what what Snape did. Oh no! There's no way I'm that, a puss. There's no, no way that I could double agent for Lord Voldemort. Like and and Voldemort had no idea, uh-uh. none until the very end. Exactly. Like, well, no, he he still didn't. The only reason that he killed him was because he thought he was the owner of the Elder Wand. Exactly. So the thing is, is. It, it, God, he's just so he he was selfless and. I understand that he bullied Harry, and I don't forgive him for that. I don't think that just because his father but, bullied him gives you an excuse to bully. Right, but that, it that's, all a, comes that's an back innocent to, child. That's it all not, comes back to, I don't think it was just James. I think that Snape had to bully Harry in order to keep up appearances. I also agree with that, yes. But at the same time, you know, he was like, God, I love Lily so much, mm-hmm. and you remind me of Lily. But at the same time... I hated your father so much, and you remind me so much of him. I know. I think it would have been hard for him. So it's mixed emotions here. But I got I, mixed feelings. Exactly. I know. I know. I know. I know. And and so many of these characters, like this, is another reason why it was so hard to make these lists because some of these characters I have so many mixed emotions about, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to come out and say that Dumbledore. Albus Dumbledore. That's why he's nowhere on my list because on, I'm so mixed about him. on neither of my oh, lists because I I'm was so, so glad mixed. that you agree with that. And Megan and I actually talked about it before we started this podcast because I was like, I kind of want to put Dumbledore on my least favorites list. Yeah. But I didn't because my my feelings are so mixed up about Albus Dumbledore that he just didn't make it on either yeah. of my lists. Well, he was actually at the very bottom of my good list and then I took him off and replaced him with Narcissa because when I thought about it I was like no, she needs to be on there. She but, yeah, she didn't cuz you know what yeah. You know, you know we'll talk about that later cuz I got some wars about Dumbledore later too. Um <laughs> but no, whether or not you like Snape as a character, Snape was so Brave and his love for Lily lasted for years after her death. His ultimate sacrifice was so that the man that killed the love of his life would finally meet his end. He 
He risked his life every single day for years and years and years. He killed Dumbledore, not because he needed to fool Voldemort, but because Dumbledore, one of the only people that's ever believed in him and been there for him, was suffering, and he knew that he needed to protect Malfoy, like Dumbledore, told, he, they they do it in the movie and in the book. When he says Severus, please, it's not Severus, please spare my life. It's Severus, do it. I've already asked you to be the one that kills me. Do well, it. But also, it's because I think Dumbledore knows deep down that Draco is not cut out to be a Death Eater. Well, not even that. Even if he did think that Draco was cut out to be a Death Eater... Albus wasn't one of those type of people that would have wanted to see Draco give into the dark side and right, do exactly. that. Exactly, that's where I was he going. Wanted, with that's that. what I'm saying. He wanted to protect him, so not only was he going to die anyway, but you know, it's just one of those things that if I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. We were talking about, you know, I wouldn't have been able to be a double agent. I would not like if you were suffering like that, and someone else was sent to kill you, and all you know, you're you're Dumbledore and I'm Snape. Okay, mm-hmm. you're my best friend, dude. I couldn't do it. Right. Even if you begged me to, I couldn't do it. So I mean, I just have so much respect for Snape. It's like it's mad respect, man. Yeah, I couldn't kill you, but you know those memes on Facebook that are like, would you slap your best friend for five million dollars? Yeah, I'd slap the shit out of her. <laughs> you, you better slap me a couple times. Let's keep racking that money up. Hit me with the car. We'll pay for my hospital bills and still have money. And and then secretly, I'm not going to give her any of the money. No, I'm just kidding. I would totally split it with her. That's rude. Because you don't even have to split it with me. Just make sure that I'm comfortable, man. That's all I care I about. I could give her like $500,000. I'll slap her once, and then I'm going to slap my cousin, Michaela. I hope she listens to this so she Michaela, hears it. I would slap you, and I'm not even <laughs> that close to you. <laughs> She's my cousin and one of my best friends. Obviously, your cousins are like best friends for life, right? For sure. Well, I would slap the shit out of her just to get... A million dollars. I'd give her some. I'd give Megan some. I'd pay off my debt, and then I'd move the hell away from Newcastle. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, who's your who's your next? Okay, this is probably not surprising. It might be surprising that it's so low, but come on. Dobby. I didn't put Dobby on my list. Your dog's named after Dobby. I know. I do. I, oh, see, look. Fun fact, Megan has a dog named after Dobby. I do. So we both have animals named after Harry Potter I characters. Think, I think I just honestly, because I talk, Have such an immense love for your other people. No, actually, um, later in this, we're going to talk about some things that we hate that the movies left out and some things that we wish would have happened. And I talk about house elves and Dobby and Winky and other, you know, things like that so much. If you much. don't know who Winky is, get out. Yeah. Leave now. God, there's so many reasons you should just get out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think I just talked about him so much down there that I didn't even think to put him on my list. I feel well, bad now. That's okay because I have him on mine. Okay, good. You're, um, you're taking one for the team. I appreciate you. Dobby is. You know what? Just real quick for Dobby. Yes, yes. Oh, precious angel soul. He like when you first meet Dobby, you're like you little shit. You just got carry in trouble. Exactly. Like, what's your Who problem? Who are you to send that? freaking was it it's a bludger that he sends after him right mm-hmm. which is a bludger yeah yeah but not only that who are you to say you can't go back to hogwarts harry blah yeah. blah blah well come to find out that dobby's one of the most loyal characters there right? is to harry uh, dude i he think that's what goes me. goes against his masters if you don't know if and if that's you why are, he beats himself up so much by the way it's not just because he's crazy if you guys 
if you, any of the listeners have not read or seen any of the Harry Potter movies... Why are you listening to this? What interest does this <laughs> podcast give for Maybe you? Maybe we're funny, Megan. Nope. <laughs> you're not funny. I'm, I'm not. hilarious. You're funny. Yeah, you're bringing the comedy tonight. <laughs> I'm hilarious. No. <laughs> but Dobby is a house elf, and house elves have a family, and they are literally the family's servant. Well, Dobby just happens to be the Malfoy servant. For well, a little bit. <laughs> right. So, in the very beginning of the second movie slash book, you meet Dobby. He comes to Harry's house at the Dursleys, tells him that he can't come to Hogwarts. He's been hiding all the letters from his friends for the entire summer. So, Harry doesn't think that they have been writing him, even though they have. So, he'll get lonely and be like, maybe I shouldn't return. Right. So... That all happens. Then Dobby in the movie drops a cake on his ma uh, on his it? boss's wife on Vern, on Vernon's Vernon's, boss's wife. Yeah, <laughs> but in the book, it's like drops a pudding cup on Harry or something. Yeah, no, I think I think it's it's similar, but he doesn't drop it on anyone. But it's like getting thrown around the living room or something. Yeah, yeah. So. He gets Harry in trouble, whatever. Well, Harry ends up breaking out, and he goes to Hogwarts anyways. Well, by the end of that movie, in order to release the house elf, the family has to give them clothing. Mm-hmm. Well, Which you find out later is actually kind of insulting for a lot of house elves. Yeah, most house elves want to serve. Yeah. Dobby wants to be a free elf. Yeah, Dobby <laughs> knows what's up. Okay, Dobby is woke AF. <laughs> <laughs> but he, Harry ends up sneaking a sock into uh, Tom Riddle's journal and taking it back to Lucian's and it's like, haha, I know you stuck this in Jenny's cauldron, sucker. Yeah. And then Lucius throws it at Dobby, and there just happens to He's be like, a sock in it. Oh, shit. Master's giving Dobby a sock. Peace. <laughs> yeah. And Lucius is like, oh, shit. I just lost my servant. Well, then Dobby, in, you know, through the next five movies slash books. is like, Harry Potter, I love you. I'm going to help you through everything. I'll right. always protect you. Gets Even ch- though he promised Harry he would never try to save him again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, we're not even to it yet. <laughs> Sorry, she's very um I'm very emotional. Over dramatic is what I was gonna say. That's how I'm gonna be when Dobby dies. Like my dog. Mm. Oh, I was like he already did. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no man. Um, but you know, through the next five books slash movies, Dobby's there. He gets a job at Hogwarts. Um, As a free elf. Yeah. He gets paid, making that money. But, and come the, you know, last book slash movie, he say actually apparates into Malfoy Manor and saves them all. Unfortunately, Bellatrix, being the uh, inappropriate word for this podcast that she is... It starts with a C. Uh-huh, and ends with a... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say rhymes with blunt, but that works, too. That, too. Both of those things. Anyway, um, she she killed him. Yeah, she threw a knife when he went to apparate everybody out of there, and... Dobby caught it and he died. But he got buried with beautiful scenery. And it said, here lies Dobby, a free elf. And he got to die with friends that surrounded by people who loved him. Exactly. 
So Dobby will always be one of my favorites because he, because he's just so great. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. So what's your number four? Or are you five? on three? No, I'm still on five, dude. That's no, what I meant. No, I'm on four. I'm number four. Number okay. four. Yeah. I got confused because I couldn't decide for number four, so I have two for number four. Fred and George. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> Serious. Okay. Um, Sadly, I'm glad you put them both because I didn't put either of them on my list, and I'm kind of ashamed of myself. Oh, why? That's sad. Because it's the twins. Like, how do you not love the twins? That's true. But I think I love them for, I don't know, like... There's a myriad of reasons. Obviously, they're the comedic relief. Okay, right. um, they. But that's I think part of the reason they love them because it's not that they love them. That's part of the reason that I love them. They go through some dark shit. Okay, and I'm not talking about you know death or losing an ear or any of that. I'm talking about like when Voldemort comes back and everyone hates them because they're quote unquote blood traitors, and you know when um, Ginny gets taken and just shit after shit after shit keeps hitting them, and they're always there to cheer their mom up. You know, when Percy basically abandons the family, which you don't see in the movies, but when he basically right. abandons the family, they're always like, Mom, screw him. He was the worst of your children. Now we've risen up in the ranks. We're here. You know, you had twins. I'll just take, you know, I'll take his place. They provide so much comedic relief, and they're always very family-oriented. So even though they're jokesters, their family is always going to come first. It's not, you know, their joke shop that comes first. Honestly, if I, it, you know... But if they had to choose between their family and their joke shop, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have ever opened it. I honestly do believe that because they love their mom so effing much, and they love their family so effing much. And um, I mean, part of the reason that they drop out in the end is become is because Umbridge is being such a dick to Harry, who they see as a brother to them. And they were like, you know what, <laughs> we're outie. Like we're gonna <laughs> we take outie. care of you first. Um, but they also had dreams and they followed their dreams intently and it, it worked out for them. Like they're, they, they are an example of how Slytherins can use their ambition to actually do something positive. You know what I mean? Cause they had dreams and ambitions and they went for it. Except just, they were not Slytherins. But they were, no, I'm just saying as an example, Slytherins, <laughs> when you're ambitious, that's how you should be ambitious. Right. Like focus on a goal and a dream and then do do what you need to attain that you know it's just i don't know you can still be a good person and be a slytherin yeah <laughs> like me and me <laughs> um i just i think that i like them most just because they are always cheerful i mean even when um like when george loses his ear the first thing he says is i'm holy fred yeah <laughs> like Really? Okay, you just lost an ear fighting Death Eaters, and the first thing that you want to do is make, make sure a that joke. is make sure that everyone is laughing instead of worrying and panicking about you. And I feel like you need that. You need the jokes and the happiness and the laughter. And then to get not only this shit. Not only does he make the joke, but Fred then also was like, of really? all the ear-related comedy, <laughs> yeah. you think of Holy as the best one. I know. I know. It's so oh, so good. 
Um, but yeah, so that was that was my number four. Was, <clears throat> I, okay. I got a twofer. Well, mine's Hermione. All right. But I will say that she is the only one of the three. I didn't put any of the trio of the in my three top. three main that made it because... Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Ron and Harry, but just not enough to make the top seven. If if any of the trio would have been in my top, it would have been Hermione. Because you got to think, like, Harry is great. And <laughs> is, he, is he, though? <laughs> not. <laughs> he is brave, but if you have to think that Hermione is the backbone Harry of all of this. Harry is stupid brave, though. Harry doesn't think about anything. There's never a game plan. Well, that's what I'm saying. Harry's risky. That's what I'm saying. Hermione is the backbone of all of these plans. She's calculated, yeah. She is the one that thinks of apologies potion. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one that's like, let's stay under the cloak. Let's do this. She's the one that puts all the shield charms up when they're searching for horcruxes. Yeah. If it hadn't been for Hermione... Harry would have never beat Voldemort. Well, and Harry even says that. He was like, no, I've gotten by with a lot of luck and great friends. Like, I'm not this, you know, Dark Lord Slayer that everyone thinks that I am. Like, there's, I'm not doing it all. So at least he has the decency to admit it. But, like, they would not have gotten nearly as far as they would have without Hermione. Oh, no, definitely not. And that's why she had to make it in my top. Because, I mean, without... Hermione, the books wouldn't have been. Yep, I agree. But Hermione will come back up and I also think that she makes one of the biggest sacrifices in the book. By alleviating her parents? Her parents are the world to her. She talks about them all the time. She's so proud that her her parents are dentists, Mm -hmm. and they're always so proud of her and learning all about the magical world. She has to take all of that away from them to make sure... That Voldemort doesn't go after them. Exactly. And I think... Oh, man, that was so sad. Mm. I can't. Mm. <laughs> Anywho, I agree with Hermione. That's a. I'm glad you put her somewhere because I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. Well, I couldn't put her in the top because like the, my next three are like, and I'm pretty sure that I know your number one is on mine, but it's she's not my number one. Yeah. So I feel like since you guys already know my number two, because remember you you put Haggard there and I said that he was oh, my number yeah. two. Yeah. Well, what's your number three? Because that's where we're at. McGonagall. Minerva. Okay, well, we swapped ours. Oh, yeah? Because McGonagall's my number one. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I I love McGonagall so much. She is the best not-mom mom mom in the world. I mean, she is. Because for all intents and purposes... She's a mom to all those kids. Right. She takes care of all of those kids. Harry puts, he uses an, an, uh, an oh God, I can't forget. Harry uses an unforgivable curse to protect her when she gets spit on. That is how protective he becomes of her. And that that's family right there. Right. And, you know, <laughs> she, she is so just badass. Her Patronus is three of herself, okay? She transfigures into a cat, and her Patronus is three cats, okay? Gosh, she's such a badass. I just can't even. That's that's probably, like, my number one reason she's at the top of my list is because, like, if I had to pick a, a character in Harry Potter to be, I would want to be 
McGonagall. And I think because you can she tell. is so badass. I mean, she's so respected too. She not only that, you know, she's scary and intense, but she is also loving. Is like and understanding. Yeah, she is like everything that a Hogwarts professor should be. She's also everything that I, like, future parent me, wants to strive to be. I want to be strict enough that they know, don't you cross this line with me. But I also, if Umbridge makes them carve something in their hand, and I tell them that she's a freaking liar, I want to offer them a cookie. <laughs> like, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Also, let's point out the fact that Harry got sent to her office for calling Umbridge a liar, and she's like, "Have a biscuit, Potter. Yeah, here, have a biscuit." <laughs> um, God, you know, but I, I, I just want to go back to the the part of she's so freaking respected too, and that's like, I, it's not that I want to be feared or loved or anything. I want to earn respect. I want to live in a way that I automatically earn respect, and I think that the biggest example I have of this is when Harry comes back to the castle after he's Voldemort and, you know, everybody's number one and Snape oh, is headmaster. I was about to say this. I'm yeah. pretty sure if this is where it's going, if yeah. you're going where I think you're going, this when, is what I was going to say. When Harry is calling Snape out and Snape raises a wand and she pushes Harry out of the way and she's like, screw you, colleague, who I know what's going on. I know everything going on in your head. I know who you're working for. The only reason I stayed was to protect these kids. Exactly. I will take you down right here yep. and now. Your job as a double agent on our end is done right. as of right now. The flicker in Snape's eyes, and it's only for a second, but if you watch it, it is literally as soon as he's here, he's like, this is the last time I'm going to see my friend. And you see that sadness in his eyes, and then he goes right back to it. And she doesn't flicker for a moment. She's like, I know my place, and it's protecting these kids. Right. And I feel like to have three seconds in a movie scene where both characters can show that, because it's explained it. I mean, it shows that in the book. Those characters are feeling those emotions and stuff. And I think for Maggie Smith and Alan Rickman to have been able to portray with their eyes that emotion, God, those characters are just so well-written, like yeah. both of them. And McGonagall is just <clears throat> so strong. Oh, God, I can't. She's I'm trying to tear up. Like, you can see this. Like, I get so emotional with this. She is she is the badass that I aspire to be. If you don't aspire to be McGonagall, what the F are you doing with your life? That's all I'm saying. I mean, pretty much the, if you don't love Harry Potter as much as we do, you should just yeah. not listen to this one. You're an umbrage. Yeah. Not being umbrage. So I'm going to skip that when we get to number one since we pretty much just talked about her. Yeah. So what's, what's your number two? Because our number one is Actually, my I'm, number three. I haven't done my number three yet. But isn't your number three my number one? Yes. Okay. We're just, yeah, we're good. <clears throat> Do you want to well, wait? I, well, I was going to say, since we both have that person on our list, why don't you do your number two? And then okay. we can both talk about our that last character together. Okay. okay. Well, then I want to go ahead and tell you guys that McGonagall was my number one, if mm -hmm. I didn't already say that. Yeah. Okay. So my number two, second most loved of the whole films is Remus Lupin. <gasps> okay, I crossed Lupin out to replace him with Fred and George. Okay, that was such a hard decision for me. Oh, I love you right now. I mean, you love me all the time, but that's Especially the right now. Uh, Remus Lupin... God bless Remus Lupin. ...was definitely one of the best characters because he was so real. He's Werewolf McWerewolf. Well, he, not only did he get cursed by getting bitten and being a werewolf, but... 
he was such a loyal friend to his friends that they all became animagus to be with him. And that's one of the things that I have anime later. Guy. Yeah, an- anime guy? Yeah, I, I think that I, animaguses doesn't sound right. Well, I didn't say that. They all became an- animagus. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just so on the one night a month where he has to be a werewolf, they can all still spend it with him. Well, and, but, and make sure that he's protected. That's also why they create the Marauder's Map so that they know where the students are. And they can keep him away from them. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> we'll come back to that. I also love the fact that Remus, even as teenagers, Megan and I actually talked about this earlier. Yeah. Even as teenagers, Remus was always the one off to the side reading a book or mm-hmm. trying to pull James and Sirius away when they were picking on Snape. He was always like the level-headed one, like, guys, stop, let's go. Or, oh, my nose is in a book, you know? Yeah. He never like was doing the bullying but at the same time he wasn't always stopping it either well and he was also head boy but he didn't like become like percy head boy going around everywhere like excuse me i'm head boy like head boy coming through yeah he literally talked about how he didn't he didn't feel like he ever deserved head boy and he thinks the only reason that dumbledore gave it to him was to try to keep james and Sirius in line and he kept saying that you know I, i think i failed at that and stuff like that so but also i love even and they don't show this in the movies but in the books when he finds out that tonks is pregnant he actually really has an inner struggle with it well he has a struggle being with tonks in the beginning yeah that's what i'm saying like he doesn't he's not really he doesn't want to do that because he doesn't he's a werewolf exactly and he hates the werewolf side of him but like when they are staying at Grimmauld Place, it doesn't show it in the movies. Yeah. In the movies, they stay there for, like, a night, and then they leave. In the books, they're there for, like, two weeks. Exactly. And, actually, Lupin comes in that two weeks to visit and make sure, you know, they are okay. And he sits down with Harry and tells him, you know, Tonks is pregnant. I think I'm going to leave. Let me come with you guys. Yeah. And Harry's like... F no. <laughs> no, no, you no. You need to stay because you're about to have a child. Don't just leave the mother of your child. Exactly. I know it's tough for you and you're a werewolf and you probably just created a half a werewolf. Yep. But. Well, and the fact still that Tonks is, Tonks' easiest power is shape-shifting. Yeah. <laughs> so now they have a shape-shifting werewolf. <laughs> right. So he actually has that inner struggle and it shows, you know, like, even magical beings have normal human struggles yes he's i think remus is actually the realist harry potter character i don't know how to describe that that's that's exactly what i'm saying so i don't know you know it's sad that he died in the end but still one of my faves poor teddy well that's all right he'll be all right sad sad Anywho, are you ready for this uh, awesome discussion? (laughs) Well, this is Megan's number one and my number three. So I already said that my list starts and ends with a mom. Molly is my number one. Is it because she kills Bellatrix? Not my daughter, you bitch. I mean, (laughs) no. Um, Molly is amazing. So Molly has 
how many? Like a million kids? Let's just go with a million. That sounds about right. You know, one, two, three, four, five million. Yeah. So, yeah. Five million. Okay, it went from a million to five million. That's yeah. fine. Well, she has a lot of kids. She is fertile Myrtle. Okay. No, M- Myrtle is in the bathroom. She's stuck in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she she takes on Harry. And she she doesn't have to. She could have pulled a petunia and she's like, you know what? It's just one of Ron's friends. I don't have to do all this for him. I don't have to really care for him. I don't have to take him in. I don't have to risk my whole family knowing that the Dark Lord is trying to kill him. But it's it's not just that she opens her house to him. She opens her heart to him. So a thing that I absolutely hate that the movies did not do that the books did. And it's one of the main reasons that I fell in love with Molly in the books, there's a bogger at Grimmauld Place. Molly's biggest fear is losing her family. So you see, you know, you see Arthur die, and you see Ron and Fred and George and, and Ginny, and everybody's dying. The last person to pop up is Harry. She sees Harry as her son and 100% would give her life for him. And it's one of those things that you know Lily can't be there for Harry and I think that if I were Lily Molly would be my absolute next best choice absolutely I absolutely agree with that no disagreements on my end there and it doesn't matter to her that she's you know they're they're absolutely poor like you don't know how many fights that you know Jesse and I have gotten into over well we can't pay this bill this month or we can't do this this month or whatever when she has like five six kids at school at the same time that she's paying for books on and everybody's like mom this is going to be really expensive and then she's got two over in Romania yeah or that she's still one, trying to help one in Romania and you know like she's got I think it's seven kids yeah. all together and if plus Harry if you want to count him is eight yeah and she she does whatever she needs to to take care of it. She she is going to make sure that it's taken care of, and that's all. She's like the bright and cheery. It doesn't matter what's going on. We're gonna we're gonna get through it as a family. And like she just brings everyone together, and she reminds me of my mama. I just I love Molly, <laughs> and I love my well, mama. I I'm sure that anybody that follows a Harry Potter page, anyone that follows the Common Room on Facebook, is. I'm sure has seen this meme at some point or another where it says, you know, from Lily to Molly, you took care of Harry for me, and now I'm going to take care of Fred for you. Yeah. Oh. So that's like, hits me right in my feels (sighs) every time. But I mean, honestly, with Molly, I think part of the reason I really, really do love her is not my daughter, you bitch. Like, (laughs) Because Absolutely. that's exactly it. So, I, you know, I already talked about the, the whole Boggart thing. In the book, Molly is inconsolable. Every single time she uses Ridiculous, it's another one of her kids. And the Boggart just keeps coming at her and coming at her, and she can't face her fears. Because she knows as soon as she does Ridiculous, it's going to be another member of her family. It's just going to keep going. And when Bellatrix is in front of Ginny, it doesn't matter that Ginny is more than capable. Because Book Ginny is more than capable. Book Ginny is a freaking badass, okay? Mm-hmm. But she's, she sees Bellatrix about to curse Ginny and comes at her. And she freaking kills Bellatrix! Uh, best part of that movie, 
by oh. far. And, and you know, Molly not is Voldemort not- dying, but Bellatrix dying. Mm. Oh, it, so it was satisfying. satisfying. <laughs> Um, and I think, honestly, if it would have been any other person that killed her, I don't think it would have been as satisfying. It's the fact that Molly, who is just this loving, nurturing woman, right. is like, you know what? Mess with Mama Bear and you're going to get effed up. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so she, she's my number one. Like, moms make the world for me. I, I just, I love moms the Harry. Moms make the world go round. Yeah, I love the Harry Potter moms. <laughs> I love them. Except for Petunia. She sucks. Yeah, she still kind of sucks. <laughs> and that's part of the reason that Dudley sucked, too. That's You, you have a shitty son, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's where we're going to have to stop for tonight. Um, I really appreciate everybody that reached out to us on Twitter and said, hey, we should cut the episode this way or that way. Editing is way harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> so you're going to have about an hour and a half on this episode and about a little under an hour and a half on our second episode of Harry Potter Cast 2017. Um, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week for part two. I'm a shitty son. It's your fault. <laughs> I mean, that actually is kind of funny since Hagrid puts a pigtail and pigs like roll around and shit. Yeah, that's a true. A bunch. <laughs> Jokes.